we are the Shy Guys and you're listening to Connecting to Host, the co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast that doesn't have enough ratings to be rated on iTunes, so we're going to assume it's the best. Today we're looking at Versus Squad, which is definitely not the best fast action twin stick shooter that we're going to be talking about. It's from the creator of Nation Red and it's a build your own sandbox defense diorama where you battle thousands of zombie mutants in top-down combat. Uh, it's currently on Windows and Mac OS for around £6 on Steam, and we both played on our gaming PCs. I played predominantly as the sniper class, and John, what, what did you play as? I've got no fucking idea, because to be honest, I'm not entirely sure it mattered. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty certain that it didn't matter in, in, our, in our gameplay. So um, I think it's fair to say that this is not going to be the most glowing of reviews. Uh, John, why don't you start by telling us some of the core game facts of Versus Squad. Sure. So, I mean, at its heart, it's a top-down twin-stick shooter. And I would say the game kind of goes through... Well, we went through three phases, so we'll just take you through them. Uh, you start off by selecting or building your character. And there are five different classes you can pick from. A medic, an assault class, a scout, a scavenger, or a sniper. And the main difference between them... They have different starting attributes, but we'll come on to the fact that you can just change those however you like in a minute. But they uh, each one has a skill apparently, which activates when you pick up a certain power-up. So an example of that is that the medic does extra melee damage if you've picked up a shield power-up and you have the shield active. Uh, then, once you've picked your class, you can actually respec all the attribute points for that class. So uh, they have a movement, score, accuracy, dexterity, strength, and a healing or health. I think it's healing. Um, and they go from 0 to 100 and all essentially start at 50. Uh, and then you can just move the points around as you like. So, um, not sure if it felt like there was a huge amount of different moving them around, but then I guess we only, we only really played it for one it, long run. So, it, it was massively overwhelming when you start a game for the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, what's this? A oh, nice twin stick shooter. This should be a little bit of fun, a little bit of a uh, bit of steam off after a busy day. What the <laughs> hell is this? <laughs> Spreadsheets. Like you sliders everywhere. It's like it's like when you start a game like Fallout. And it's mm. like, here, create your character. And here's, do you want to change the distance between your cheekbone vertebrae? There you go. You just tweak those ever so slightly. It's like that, but with points of things that you have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. A bit more documentation would be nice, but I think we can't that later. So yeah. uh, you also get to pick a starting weapon. Uh, and then you actually, so you can't pick the perks at this point. Uh, but what you can pick is the, the sort of perk strategy. Also another layer of complexity that I only got from reading the manual to do this review. But you can either have a... You can pick to have your perks. Every time you level up, you get to have a new perk. And either you can make it so it only shows you five of the 50 or 60 perks in the game. Uh, and then you can pick one at... You sort of pick one of those five and then you get a next uh, a sort of random bag again the next time you level up. That way... There is no limit to the number of perks you can have, but you don't get that much choice over them. Or you pick the strategic mode, where you can pick any perk every time you level up, but you're limited to only ever having 20. I would like to know how that would work in practice. I mean, we're going to come on to the perk yeah. selection in the middle of battle, but uh, that would be interesting. That would be yes. interesting. Uh, yeah. So okay. you built your character. Uh, and you don't have to rebuild your character every time you play. You can save it, and you can, I think you can have up to three or four, but you know we just built one and played a couple of rounds with it. So um, then, then you go to start a game, and you enter the build phase. So you pick a map, and then you can move around that map 
and use i think you start off with like five thousand gold i'm going to say gold because that's my generic phrase for in-game currency mm. to, to build your base so the maps are generally pretty empty to start with entrance marked uh, entrances marked on for zombies and sometimes they have an exit where they're going to try and get out and if they get there you lose and you build them uh, you build your base with the cash you've got so you can build kind of walls or barricades turrets sentry guns razor wire mines fairly i mean there's a pretty good range of stuff but it's a fairly you know, natural list of things, I'd say, for the base building. But you know, there is a, a significant amount of stuff there. Uh, then you can start the game, and you can either kick off in free play mode, which is just like random enemies spawning now and then, tactical mode, which means the enemies spawn in waves, and you get to do some base building between those waves, or survival mode, where enemies just keep coming at you until you lose. Well, and then you obviously get into the gameplay, which is traditional dual stick shooter top down you you kill zombies hundreds of zombies mm -hmm. you pick up power-ups to give you little temporary boosts your score goes up you get xp as your xp ticks over you get a new perk which is kind of nice i guess that's something a bit different from most of these games uh, and then eventually you start to see more and more zombies and boss creatures and you'll you will die at some point yeah and that's so, uh, that's essentially the game in a nutshell. yeah sounds sounds good sounds like a interesting game when we put it like this but we're going to come to it um so we usually talk about some of the specific multiplayer bits and pieces and to be honest i mean uh, can you play it a single player i guess you can yeah yeah you, you can, can play so, it on your own yeah it's not much different between the two really i mean in terms of co-op mode uh, everything is supported from your basic multiplayer online to split screen local co-op as long as you have controllers to do it with um full screen online co-op for two to four players there as well so there's a huge range of uh, you know, different number of players and different modes that you can play in, um, which is good. Um, the perks, I mean, you sort of touched on that there's different strategies for earning the perks. Um, I think there are over 50 of them, maybe yeah. even 60. Um, and they vary for all kinds of stuff, like maybe you get a slight increase in movement speed or you grenades do more damage. Or yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember some of the more colourful ones. It was a little while ago when we played it, but... Yeah, they ranged uh, quite significantly in power, right? There were things like you say, you can carry more med kits, you can carry more grenades, fairly simple ones. Your your attack speaker's at 10%, but then there were yeah. some that were like, uh, the first time you die, you will explode and kill everything around you and come back on fire. Yes, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had yeah. like a bullet time one as well. Every time you kill a boss, you enable bullet oh, time. Oh, you went bullet time. That was pretty cool. I quite liked that. Yeah, um, yeah that was a bit weird. But... Uh, Perk selection is tricky because there's so many and you're not often sure what it all means. And there's a lot of text to read and you're trying to upgrade mm. your character in the middle of a zombie wave. So you've got <laughs> hundreds of zombies pressing on you and you're like trying to read like, oh, I do 10% area of effect damage when this, oh, I don't fucking know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so speaking of all these people that are attacking you, I mean, it basically goes down to two types. You've got your regular mooks. Uh, which is 99% of the enemies, um, and they just rush you, and they take some damage and die. I mean, just fairly fairly standard zombie wave. Um, but yeah. then you have the bosses, which uh, the developers are most proud of. They sort of mention it quite a lot in their promotional materials for the game. Um, there are a lot of bosses um, <laughs> that come along, uh, and they make great pains to point out that you'll be fighting a lot of them at the same time so it's not just one at a time at the end of each level sometimes you'll get like five of them just turn up mm. um and you get things like I mean, really they're just 
bullet sponges with a particular weapon. Let's be honest, <laughs> there's not anything more scaled up than that. Like bigger, bigger models. They some of them look a yeah. bit different. Yeah, but it's not like they have specific target areas you have to hit or any no. kind of discernible pattern that you need to learn and try and combat. Um, they are just bigger versions with better weapons. So you've got chainsaw boss, demolition boss. Gatling gun boss, mortar boss, missile boss, flamethrower boss. Mm. Um, and you're getting the picture of how these differ. Um, probably <laughs> the most interesting of them is really the demolition boss because rather than attacking you, he tries to demolish your barricades and stuff with a massive mm. sledgehammer, um, yeah. which is annoying. Um, <laughs> in terms of weaponry, uh, there's a large amount. Again, I mean, this is a game full of customizational options. So you've got 20 to 30 different weapons. You've got your melee weapons like axes, crowbars, chainsaws, and you've got your ranged weapons like rifles, shotguns, pistols, flamethrowers, SMGs. You've got the whole gamut, really. Um, one of the weird things, um, you do have grenades and stuff, but they work in a slightly different way, which we're going to talk about later on. Um, there are special extras, um, and there's also a, a weirdness in that when you walk over a weapon, you automatically pick it up. You don't press a button to pick it up. You just automatically get it, uh, which confused me a lot when I was firing rocket launchers mm. one minute, and then suddenly I had a shitty little pistol, and I was like, well, I didn't pick that up. And um, you have to click a little lock button to lock yeah. what you're holding onto, which is... We found that uh, eventually. Yes, eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, it's fundamentally a top-down twin-stick shooter, load of zombies, horde modes, and a shit ton of customization options. What's not to yeah. like? <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> so we'll start off with the likes. Uh, John, what's your first one? Yeah, I mean, um, like you say, it's at its core, it's a twin-stick shooter, and it's it, you know, it, it holds up okay. And It's not like a revolutionary going to change the world. But there's a good hundred zombies on the screen at once sometime, and, and that's pretty cool. And they're all mashing towards you, and you can gun them all down. Mm. Uh, it's, again, it's not revolutionary, but yeah, the gunplay in itself was fine. Like it was, it was pretty fun to just run around shooting things. It, it kept us like, fairly entertained, I guess. Like for the hour or two that we played it, it's like yeah, yeah, I get the the fun of like oh, there's a few like. That was close moments when the bosses come in and they're uh, running over to pick you up now and then when, uh, when yeah, the shit hit the fan. Yeah, always died. <laughs> <laughs> you but you know, like, it was good. I had to clear the bodies around you and then pick you up because it took a few seconds and then we would both leg it from that spot and then carry on our, our defensive murdering. So, I mean, like, the, the core mechanics were, were reasonably good. Like, if, yeah. uh, if it had some more stuff around it, I, I could see myself playing it more. And mine sort of flows on from that. I mean, I like the core concept of, in, uh, you know, the, the fact that it's a wave-based horde mode, fine. You know, done that a million times, especially zombie ones. It's, you know, a trope at this point of every game has to have a horde mode. Um, but the clever bit of it was the building aspect that they added in the same way that Fortnite is a clone of PUBG, but they added this building thing. So it has that little bit of extra magic because you can build defenses in real time. Uh, this is the same in that it's a generic horde mode, but the twist is that you get to build the defenses yourself. They're not just there on the map and you get to patch them up and do stuff, um, which is kind of interesting. It reminded me a little bit of... Um, Sunset Overdrive. You remember where you had to build all the traps and stuff for yeah, the horde yeah. modes? So you'd go around and that was like the little twist on it. It wasn't just wave after wave of undulating horror. It was uh, you know, 
wave after wave, but you've got to do a bit of mechanics in between. Yeah. Um, so I like the core concept, execution less so, but I do like the concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just also worth mentioning as uh, one of the likes was that, I mean, the multiplayer just worked, right? There was a, a ton of enemies on the screen. I oh, never yeah. had any, any issues with it. It didn't feel like there was any rubber banding or, or lagging or out of syncing. It just worked. So props for getting the networking code right. It just, yeah. uh, it was a solid experience. That's fair. Now we get to the dislikes and uh, I'm going to kick it off with the user interface, which is utterly, mm. utterly dreadful. So <laughs> the best way that I can explain how terrible it is, and there are a catalogue of errors in the user interface ranging the gamut of uh, stuff that isn't explained to stuff that just doesn't work the way you think it's going to. But the bit mm. that got me was the fact that you have this wave-based gameplay where the game naturally has a lull because a wave finishes and then you can actually go around and build defences in one of the modes. Um, now, for some reason, you can't upgrade your character during this time. You can only upgrade your character during the fighting phase. So when you're actually, you know, trying to fight off the horde of monsters, then you can press this button, which then takes away control of your character, so you can go up and down a list, choose a perk. And bearing in mind you don't know what the perks are, you have to read each one of them, which is difficult when you've got a guy with a sledgehammer running at you. <laughs> to make it worse, when you finally choose the perk you want, you press A. Now, A is also the button that does a, like a forward roll as a dodge mechanic, mm. um, and it does both. So you say, oh, yes, I want that perk, please, plus 10% damage to my grenades. And then your character just goes, I'm going to roll into these zombies. <laughs> <laughs> right the into fuck? the middle of the bad guys. Or, like, roll off the side of the map. It's like, oh, yeah. why? <laughs> um, very, very strange design choice. I don't know why you couldn't do it in the building mode. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like there were a lot of buttons as well. Like the, the, the game doesn't use many buttons. They could have just assigned it to a different button. Yeah. Or just not had you roll, have the menu disappear and, and disable rolling for a tenth of a second, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, very, very, very strange choices. Very strange. Cool. So I, I just wanted to say about the maps, and we uh, and granted we only played three of them, um, but they were they were very small. I mean, it was kind of uh, you know, there's darkness on the outside, and then you're in the ring of light, which is a couple of screens big. And maybe at the top of the screen, there's three different entrance points. And at the bottom, there might be an exit. Uh, but the actual the contents of the map is mostly open space. And I get that it's uh, meant to be a kind of diorama, and you build your own map as you go. So it's trying to leave it open for creativity. But then when you kind of go, well, it's an empty space with some entrances and exits, then they obviously all become kind of the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they look a bit different, but they actually they don't have much natural variation in them. So um, I... I'm a stickler for variety, and you'll notice I didn't mention it in the likes, <laughs> even though there's an awful lot of variety in this game, because I think the variety means to be meaningful. Um, and in this case, with the, the level design, it was yeah, they were basically the same. And it would have been cool. I think they could have had a bit more flavor if the maps were a little bit bigger, maybe gave you a reason to venture out from your base a little bit. It's like, oh, let's venture out and go and grab this thing, because a, a, I'm going to say a drop pod's dropped in with some special stuff in it. I mean, that wouldn't make sense in the zombie world, but you know. A supply crate has dropped in. You know, do you want to go out and get it? But you're going to have to go through this little barbed wire maze first to get it. You know, like, mm, bit of a risk, but it'd be good to get it because then we'll get two thousand more resources. But um, yeah. but you know, as it was, it was just a, a space for you to build your base in. So 
but also the fact that the space was just a circle that when you got to the edge of it was just like blackness there was like mm. no natural edges to it um it was just a big circle because we got to the edge of it, we were like oh does that disappear like a fog of war not no no that's just the edge <laughs> of the map like there's just no it's not even like they could fake you know invisible walls mapped to something like a mm. mountain range or something it was just yeah. no that's just blackness just you know you're only focused on this <laughs> bit which uh, is a ballsy move, but also wasn't that great. Um, yeah. The one thing, this is the key thing to take away. This, I mean, I was on the wrong foot from the minute I started the game. I chose the sniper class. I want to be <laughs> at range, firing slowly, but with powerful bullets. That's what my thought was. Um, I noticed when we start the game that there's two towers that you can walk mm. up. And I think to myself, golden, right? John can build barricades. I'm using my money to build some supply crates with some medikids at the bottom of the tower because I can't build it at the top. Fine, fine. I'll build them at the bottom and I'm going to position myself in the top of the turret and I'll pick people off from there and then when they get close to me, I'll switch to a shotgun, blow them away, go and get my medkits, rinse and repeat. Fine. <laughs> I stand on the top of the tower. What can't you do from the top of the tower? You can't fucking shoot. You can't shoot a gun. Hordes of zombies pouring in, and my bullets go over the top of them because they're on that plane. The zombies don't go up the tower. There's no point to the tower. I can understand the towers if you couldn't climb them; they're just a bit of visual flair. But the fact that they've built the logic to go up a floor, but not be able to shoot anything from up there—oh, I was very frustrated. It was—it's <laughs> making me angry now. That we played. That's this exactly your playstyle as well, like pop up the tower and shoot things from afar and you were denied that right from the start yeah. so. so it's like well what the, the hell's the point of being a sniper in this game especially <laughs> because it's like the sniper class but then you've mm. got the weapon you have is like a shotgun or something it's like well <laughs> I ain't sniping shit with a shotgun <laughs> <laughs> ah, awful so I'm going to just touch on the, the variety point again because again I if, it, if I feel there is a good range of variety in the game it's nearly always one of my likes and this does have a good range of variety, but for the most part, it did feel, again, a little bit meaningless. Like the weapons were a little bit too similar for my liking. Sure, the shotgun had a shorter range and more spread, and the and the assault rifles had longer range, but you still ended up shooting most bad guys multiple times. It, it kind of um, could have done with a proper like sniper weapon, which is like okay, only one shot every few seconds, but it will basically kill anything. Mm. Um, Especially with so many bad guys, it, you could be able, you could feel a bit more badass with your weapons. Um, melee weapons, there are a whole bunch of them, like fifteen or twenty. But again, there's basically fast or slow. Um, you know, the game only, only really had two or three, I guess. Even though it did have loads of slightly different stats, and equally with the attributes, you can change your attributes up loads and loads and loads. And unless you pick like min max attributes, I think it's hard to real feel like you've got a different character. Um, and the perks, like you say, there's a load of them, um, and some of them, some of them are fun. Yeah. But you're either in one mode where you can pick them, but you have to read through a list of fifty to pick them. <laughs> and you're trying to do it in the middle of combat, or you're in the other mode where you only get to pick one from five at random. So you might not get the one you actually want for ages. So. Yeah. I, one of the other strange design decisions that got me was uh, based on weaponry was the grenades. Um, I kept throwing them thinking that, you know, I was going to throw a grenade, you know, like you do. Mm. Um, but no, it's an area of effect weapon that explodes out of you with a timer. So it starts going tick, 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 and then blows up around you, um, 
which is an odd choice. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why I did it that way. Um, so it just made it that, that I mean, there were quite a few things like that that were just unsatisfying in terms of you know, like rockets and stuff as well. Sometimes they just fly off the screen. It's like, what? why did it fly <laughs> over the head of all these zombies but not blow them up? I could never really understand how any of that stuff worked and it just was mm. frustrating to try and fight with it. And um, some of the power-ups are a bit like that too. They would, um, you'd, you'd pick up some C4 or something, I don't know, and then it would say, ah, it's going to explode in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. And it blows up around you and doesn't hurt you but hurts the enemies. But I don't know, it would have been nice if I could trigger that myself with a button push. Yeah, like a actual charge. Give me an item, like a Mario, Mario Kart item or something, put it in a slot in the bottom and let me activate it myself. And then I would have felt like I was interacting more instead of just running over. And it's like, well, I don't really have a choice how to use this power-up. Yeah. It's going to just blow up in five seconds. So It's just more of a, like, conceptually, I just don't understand it. Like, you throw a grenade. Like, why is it an area of effect thing? Like, I mean, it should be an area of effect thing once you've thrown it, but it doesn't emanate from you. And why doesn't mm. it hurt you? Um, I guess one of the things we should point out is that there's no um, uh, PvP damage in this, obviously. Was there an option for it? I think that well, there must have been. I'm pretty sure there was. I'm pretty it sure must, there was a, one of the choices on the side. <laughs> it usually is. But um, we didn't play with that on. But No, that would have been a disaster. <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, with that on, I guess your own grenades wouldn't hurt you. But then that's stupid as well. Because it's... right now. Why? Why don't you throw them? I don't understand it. It upsets me. Anyway, uh, have we got more? Yeah, we've got more dislikes. Yes, more dislikes. just a couple more. So, um, and this is... Uh, I mean, once we played it a couple of times, obviously it wasn't it wasn't our cup of tea anyway, but it didn't really feel like it had anything to grab us to go back because you start the game with everything unlocked anyway and there's no real story. It's just play until you die. Mm. This is the sort of mode, I guess, in a lot of other games you unlock at the end. It's like, a, eh, just keep playing because you've had fun. But obviously this is the whole game here and I get that it's only a £6 game so it, it feels a bit harsh to be all like, well, there's not, there's not more content. But I would have paid twice as much if it had... A story to it and there'd be like 10 levels to work through like they don't have to be hugely beautiful levels but you know they could have been almost constructed from the bits with just a few more bits around but if there was a levels or even you know each level starts you get one level unlocked to start with and you have to get to wave 10 in survival mode and then you unlock the next level and maybe you only start with one class and it seems weird that i want them to lock content away just so that i can have the fun of unlocking it but then you get a feel of progression like you're getting some reward for for playing through the levels and there's a target like which wave 10 and once you do that we think you're good enough to move to the next one you're like oh cool now i've got a, at least i know when i get to wave 10 i get something whereas when you play out on your own it's like well i can get to wave 10 100 i'm just going to die eventually anyway eh. i don't think it's good enough in this day and age to fall back on the old arcade game style of well the point of playing is to get the highest score you can. Like that's just not good enough. Like it's not enough to entice you to keep playing something. You need something to drive it forward and give you something to work towards. Um, mm. I mean, even like the horde modes in like Red Dead Redemption, which was just a joke mode they added. <laughs> even that had stuff you were working towards because you got XP that unlocked stuff. It wasn't yeah. just a score at the end of it. I mean, obviously that is a part of it, and you want to be like. Look how far I got. I think the best comparison I can make is like to endless runners on mobile. Mm. Um, and the, there are some endless runners where it's literally just run as far as you can. And once you've got to a certain point and you feel to yourself, I ain't going to be able to beat that, 
you stop playing because there's no reason yeah. to keep playing. Whereas the clever ones, like Alto's um, Odyssey or Alto's Adventure, are the ones that drip feed you like, okay, here are three challenges to do this turn. And once you've done them, then here are three more and three more. Yeah. And you get further and you get better and better. But it's not just get to as far as you can. And that's the same with this. There's no there's no carrot. It's, mm, there's not even a stick. Yeah. It's just do this thing <laughs> until you're bored of it, which for us was about an hour. Um, yeah, a bit, bit terrible. And the final thing that I want to mention is that um, I said in my likes, I really like the concept. I really like the idea of base building with a horde mode. I think it's a really cool mashup of ideas. Uh, so it's a real shame that the building mode is so fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> like the snap to grid didn't really work. Um, when you selected something to place, uh, in most things, like I'm thinking of like a, a theme park or Sim City, anything that's grid based building, um, Command and Conquer on the Nintendo 64, mm. you would get a little blueprint of the thing you were going to build, like a wall piece, and you'd click, and it would drop, and then it would automatically put the blueprint next to the wall because you presumably want to build a line of them. With this, yeah. you get a barricade, and you sort of face the direction you want, and then it just plonks it down, <laughs> and it's not necessarily aligned, or maybe it's a grid space further away from you than you wanted it, so then you have to demolish it and rebuild it. And it's just... You really felt like you were fighting the system. It was so janky, so and it terrible. Was clearly, much better if you were doing the building with a mouse. But the game was more fun if you played with a joypad. It was a twin stick <laughs> shooter, so you could super play weird. with joypad. But yeah, you're right. I've forgotten about that. It was like trying to force you to use the keyboard and mouse for that bit, which again, you don't want to be doing in a wave-based quick round mm. game where you're going to have to be like shoot 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 with the controller okay put that down keyboard and mouse to build my base I was like, oh. but even <laughs> then it wasn't great because you didn't get the like blueprinty style thing and the i remember building barricades to try and stop them going out the back and they just didn't line up or align they were like overlapping it was just really mm. awkward really horrible and it's like this is the selling point of the game this is the thing that differentiates it and you fucked it up awful um, I have one comment to make, which may be a little bit harsh, but I'm going to make it, uh, which is I have no idea how this has a very positive rating on Steam. No fucking clue. I have no idea why so many people like this game, and it makes me not want to trust ratings on Steam anymore. Because um, the same thing happened with um, the recent point-and-click game Chuchel by the makers of Machinarium. That has very positive ratings. Everyone loves it, and I played through it and thought, the fuck is this? Um, so <laughs> I... I don't know if I'm just getting more crotchety, grumpy old man in my <laughs> middle age, um, but I just found it to be terrible compared to a lot of other stuff which we've reviewed, which has had far worse ratings and has actually been mechanically and graphically superior. Um, I don't understand why this is as popular as it is. There's clearly a <clears throat> a niche or a group of people who really like the building component, I think. Because it, it must be... I mean, you could actually save the maps you built and then replay the same ones over again. So you could... Before you started the game, you could choose to save the map and then iterate on it. And I, I can only assume... Because, uh, I mean, I guess that's the same reason why people suck up Minecraft and stuff. Because you're, you're creating something yourself. Yeah. And my gut says it's that element which... Uh, but that's the bit I don't get because it's not like I appreciate what you're saying in terms of that's a good draw and it is 
but the building mode is so terribly executed that I don't understand how anyone could find it enjoyable to do it. Um, and I mean, I'm being quite harsh on this game just because it was not how I expected it was going to be. Um, but the reality is that the problems it has are relatively minor, but they're just so many of them that they stack to a, an irritable level, like the little UI bugs that could be cleaned up and fixed. The grid layout for building could be tidied up and fixed. Little issues like shooting from towers and throwing grenades could be fixed fairly easily. If all those things were fixed, this game would be really, really good. But the fact that it has these niggles and these silly little things that you have to work around just made it frustrating, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, we'll get to our conclusion. Would we, would we play it again and would we recommend it? John? I don't think I'm going to play it again. Um, I mean, if they if they released an update addressing just a few of the issues that we've mentioned, I could be tempted. But I mean, there's so much to play, right? This, <laughs> we've had our chance with it, and I I just don't think it hit the right beats for us. I mean, uh, let's be let's be realistic. If I was going to pick up a dual stick shooter with zombies in, I would pick up uh, Dead Nation, which is House Marks. They made Super Stardust HD and all these awesome games. And they did a joystick shooter with zombies and, and you could throw grenades in that. And it had a story and and it, a much more polished experience. Okay, it's on the PS4 only, so I don't think we can play it on PC unless they've ported it. Um, but that was, a, that was a stunning game. And I guess I was hoping for something a little bit similar here. But I, I just... I really wish I could say buy it on sale, especially because it's... I mean, I feel tight when I'm saying it's not even worth six quid but I, I just don't think there's so many good games to play out there at the moment it's really tough to to recommend picking this up in its in its current way um if if you have a, a niche like i guess for i think it came nation red was the previous one or the the previous game by the same guy if you like that you'll obviously love this because it's more of the same but i just think even as a joystick shooter fan there's a lot more polished experience out there uh, for not much more money yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think joystick shooters are a growing market. Um, there are a lot of them, indie titles, um, maybe not necessarily exactly the same as this with zombies and base building, um, but there are a lot of very, very, very good joystick shooters out there. This ain't one of them in terms of the shooting, um, and it ain't great in terms of the base building either. Um, I hope that they will patch it up and make it better that would be a good outcome or alternatively someone else is going to swoop in and go you know what that's a really good idea but maybe we should build it properly um, and <laughs> someone else is going to do it uh, but I couldn't recommend it at the moment I won't be playing it again unless there is a big update that fixes a lot of these things but judging by the popular feedback they've got from people with no taste I'm guessing that's unlikely to happen because <laughs> they don't need to so yeah it's a uh, it's a, an unrecommended from me, I'm afraid. Right, well, thank you very much for listening, and uh, you can check us out at connectingtohost.co.uk. Say that funny, connectingtohost.co.uk, <laughs> uh, where you can find all of our other episodes with things like Necropolis, We Were Here Too, Moon Hunters, Human Fall Flat, PUBG, uh, to name a few. And uh, We also have our Shy Guys website at shyguys.io where you can see reviews of games. Uh, we have our weekly news updates, so you stay up to date on all the video game news of the past week, and our YouTube series where we play games. And at the moment we're playing things like Hello Neighbor, Pinstripe, Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, and we recently started Resident Evil 7, which is <laughs> shitting me right up. <laughs> So that's uh, entertaining. 
So join us next time where hopefully we're going to be discussing either Joseph Fares's A Way Out or we're going to be discussing Rare's Sea of Thieves, both of which we're highly anticipating um, with Far Cry 5 hopefully at some point as well. Mm. Uh, Lots of good games on the horizon. So uh, keep tuned for that. Um, If you'd like to suggest any games for us to play or if you vehemently disagree with what we say in these reviews, then you can hit us up on Twitter at CTHCast. Uh, And please do leave us an iTunes review if you get the chance because I'd love to be able to say... Great, we are the best co-op multiplayer podcast with one four-star review. But uh, we, we need one of those before I can say that, so, so please go and do that. Okay. Thank you very much for listening.